0: Hey there and welcome to the Girl Means Business podcast, the show where we're all about helping you feel confident both as a mom and a business owner. I'm your host, Kendra Swalls, mom of two, former teacher and full-time photographer and business coach. Each week we'll discuss the challenges, success and secrets that make you say, I can do this because you absolutely can. So pop in those earbuds, grab your favorite snack and let's get ready because this girl means business. Hey there, and welcome back to the Girl Means Business podcast. We are continuing our marketing myth series where we are busting some marketing myths that can help you to grow your business. And this week, the myth I really want to dive into and have a conversation about is the idea that being really good at what you do is enough to build you a successful business. Now before you start to kind of go, oh, this is going to be like doom and gloom, like you're going to make me feel bad, I, want to have to, I don't want to feel that way, don't worry, I'm going to share a bunch of pros and cons, and we're going to really dive into the idea that you do have to be more than just good at what you do, but that isn't necessarily a bad thing or a scary thing, and I promise by the end of this, hopefully, fingers crossed, you will feel really good about it as well. So let's get into it. Now, here is what I see happening across multiple industries that led me to want to talk about this particular topic, and that is the idea that I see small business owners investing so much time and energy in improving their skills, but yet not improving their skills when it comes to getting their business in front of their audience. So let me give you an example. I obviously work with a lot of photographers, and so I see a lot of photographers that I'll have conversations with, and I'm like, hey, if you want to do coaching with me, or you want to come join the coaching membership, the photographer lab that I have, like, it could really help you grow your business, it could build your marketing, we have you know, all these things, I go through the whole spiel, and they're like, yeah, I'm just not interested in, You know, I'm, I don't have the money to invest in that, or I'm not ready to invest in that, or I just don't think that's my focus right now. And then I turn around and a month or two later, I see that they've spent the same amount of money or more money on an editing course or presets for their for Lightroom or Photoshop. Or they have invested in a mentorship with a photographer that's going to help them learn better posing. And I'm not saying that those things aren't important. Yes, you do need to get good at what you do. You need to have... Skills so that you can feel confident doing what it is that you do. So, for photographers, yes, you do need to understand editing and you need to know lighting and you need to know how to shoot in manual and you need to know posing. However, those things are only going to get you so far in your business. And I know a lot of you that listen to this, whether you're photographers or you're in a different industry, you are further along in your business. You have the skills that you need to be good at what you do. And now you're at this point where you're like, oh, I'm frustrated. I'm not getting clients. So you go back to like your fallback, which is I just need to be better at what I do. I need to take better photos. I need to get better at doing different makeup styles. I need to be more up to date with the latest like haircutting techniques or floral design or whatever it is that you do. And yes, you do need to stay up with the trends. And yes, you do need to have all that knowledge. However... I don't want you to focus so much on those things that you forget to also focus on the part of your business that actually gets you clients. And that is your marketing. That is your business skill. That is your marketing strategies. Those are the things that are getting people in the door. Because what I see happening is I know and I see online all of these incredible business owners that have Incredible skills that are top of their league when it comes to what they can do in their niche. And yet they aren't getting the clients. They don't have the following, and not the following is everything, but they don't have that client base. They don't have that audience to pull from. And then they see people who are good at what they do, they have the skills they need to be successful at what they do. And yet they are not the best. They are not top of their class. They are not like out there blowing people away with their work, but they have incredibly successful businesses. They have a huge client base. They are booked solid. They are constantly getting new people in the door. And when you look at the two people and the two differences, the main difference I see is that one person has put all of their time and energy into getting really good at their craft and no time and energy into getting their, their work in front of people, the other person has kind of balanced their time of, I'm going to spend part of my time learning how to get better at what I do, but I'm also going to invest in learning how to be a business owner. I want to share my personal experience with this. When I started my photography business, I had no clue how to run a business, which a lot of us get into whatever it is that we're doing, having no clue how to run a business. We start our business because we love what we're doing. We love something, some job or skill or task or creative endeavor. And that's what we think should be enough to get us to build a business. And that's exactly how I was when I started my photography business. And so because of that, I invested in all of these classes and trainings and webinars and courses that were on editing and shooting. And I bought equipment. And I thought that if I had the better equipment and if I had the right skills, that my business would take off. And what I found was that, yes, those skills were invaluable. It was the foundation for me getting good at what I do. But at some point, I reached a plateau where it was like, okay, I've done the things I know how to do in order to become great at what did I what it is that I do at my skill, at my craft. Why is my business not growing? Why am I doing all of the things that I think I should be doing to get better? And I'm not getting the clients while this person over here, their work is just as good as mine or my work is better than theirs or we're equal, whatever, but they have more clients than me. What am I missing? And there are a handful of moments in my business journey that I can remember so vividly and so clearly as having a huge impact on what it is that I do. And I've talked a lot about those here on the podcast. I've talked about a couple of you know conferences I've been to or coaches I've worked with. And a lot of them had these kind of light bulb moments. And the big one for me when it came to turning from skill to business was I was at a conference, a photography conference, and I was still in the mindset of I want to learn how to take better photos. And so I had kind of registered for a bunch of these classes that were on lighting and posing and, hey, come take pictures of this styled shoot so you have more for your portfolio and things like that. And I was like, okay, that's what I want to fill my schedule with. I went to this conference with a friend And she was already in business mode. And so her schedule was filled with some shooting classes, but also classes around marketing and business and how to create client workflows and how to do referrals and all of these things. And so she was like, hey, you've got a break in your schedule. Come with me to this marketing class. So I went, really not kind of thinking that it was going to be anything beneficial, And it was one of those moments where I was like, holy crap, light bulb came on, clouds parted, sun rays came in. I was like, where has this been my whole life? I remember sitting in the back of this room and I was sitting on the floor because there was no chairs left. It was completely full class. And I also kind of snuck in because I hadn't registered for this class. And there was a guy at the front talking. It was a tiny little conference room at this hotel we were staying at for the conference and this, late, this guy up front was talking and he starts off by saying, I would rather be a B-minus photographer and an A-plus business owner than an A-plus photographer and a B-minus business owner. And there was something about that opening statement. I was hooked. Again, light bulb, clouds parted, sun rays, angels singing, the whole thing. I was like, where has this been my whole life? It makes total sense. I was completely hanging on every word he said from that point on. And that was the moment when I kind of go, "All oh, right. It's not about how great my photos are. It's about how great are my photos plus how well am I putting myself in front of people?" If I'm not putting my great photos in front of the right people and marketing myself, nobody's going to know that I even have a business in the first place. And that's where I see a lot of photographers and a lot of business owners are stuck at right now. And I know this because I have conversations with people where they're like, I just don't get it. I have, I'm really good at this. Like I'm the best in my niche. I'm the best in my industry. I'm learning new things all the time. And yet I'm not getting the clients. And when I ask them what they're doing to marketing, their response is, well, I post on Instagram or I write a blog post every once in a while. Okay, but that's not enough. Stay with us. We'll be right back. If you've been listening to the Girl Means Business podcast for any amount of time, then you know my love of email marketing runs deep. Not only is it a great way to generate new leads, but it's one of the most effective methods for nurturing warm leads and turning them into sales. Now, over the years, I've tested several email platforms, and my favorite by far is Flowdesk. Not only do they make email marketing simple and easy, even for the technically challenged, but they have everything you need to create stunning emails, capture leads, make sales, and automate the entire process, giving you time back in your busy day. And the cherry on top is you're only charged one flat fee no matter how many subscribers you have. So while other platforms will increase your price when you go over your pricing tier limit, Flowdesk has no price increases or hidden fees. If you're ready to give Flowdesk a try, click the link below in the show notes to save 50% off your first year. Let Flowdesk help you design emails people will love. Click the link below and check it out. I have a feeling you're going to love it just as much as I do. If you really want to grow your business, you have to get good at business, and it's not just marketing. I mean, marketing is a huge part of it, but it's also what kind of client experience are you giving your, your clients? If you are the best at what you do, but your clients feel like they are you know, not being taken care of during the whole process of working with you, they're not going to refer you to other people. A perfect example of this, and this is going to seem kind of silly because it comes from a TV show, but just bear with me this past summer, I started rewatching the show Parenthood. If you've never seen it, go watch it. It's a great show. And in, I don't know, one of the later seasons, Ray Romano comes on as a character in the show. And he is this photographer that the family hires to do their family photos. And then we kind of get to know more about him because one of the characters starts working for him. And in the beginning, he comes off as this very um brash, harsh, kind of off-putting guy. Like he's the kind of guy you're like, why would people hire you? Obviously you're good at what you do, but like the client experience is not great. And you there's a scene later on in the show where a couple comes in wanting to talk to him about hiring him for their wedding as a wedding photographer. And he's like, nope, I don't do weddings. And like no explanation, no like, you know, trying to like, hey, I'll help you find somebody else or like no friendliness. It was just like very much if you want me because you like my photos, hire me. If you don't walk away. And it was really interesting watching it again as a business owner because it gave me a different perspective of, oh, yeah, in real life, if that's how he ran his business, He wouldn't have a ton of clients because people wouldn't want to work with him no matter how great his photos were. And I'm not saying it has anything to do with personality. Obviously, in that scenario, it was more of a personality trait. But the the bottom line is if you're not investing in how can I make my business better and you're just focusing on how can I make my skills better, you're missing out on a big part of, What makes a successful business? Okay, so now if you're listening to this and you're thinking, I get it, you've hammered this into my brain enough. I know that I need to be good at what I do, but I also need to learn how to run a good business and how to get myself out there. Where do I even begin? I wanna give you a little roadmap of how to start in this journey, how to start in this process. Number one is I would look at what is your client experience? Especially if you already have clients kind of trickling in, even if it's not as much as you want, you're not maybe booked out the way you want to be, but you have some clients coming in. I want you to look at what is their experience from start to finish. Let's say that you are a hairstylist and you are looking to get new clients coming in to work with you, not just for haircuts, but maybe you do, you specialize in, you know, color or extensions or something along those lines. And so let's back up and let's go, okay, number one, how are people finding me? If they are finding me on social media, how are they able to then get information about my business? Are they going to my website? What does my website look like? Are they easily able to find my location, my hours, my rates, what I offer, how to contact me? Are those things easily accessible for them? Because I've said this and I'll say it over and over a million times, a confused mind doesn't take action. And so if you're going through your client process of start, how do they find me? How are they getting the information that they want how are they contacting me? If there is any barrier, especially in that very early stage of how are clients discovering you, if there's any barrier to entry, they are out. And it can be something as simple as you don't have a list of your services, or you don't have a list of your pricing, or they have no idea what your even like starting prices. Little things like that are a barrier to entry. If your process is they find you on Instagram and you want them to call you to book appointment, that's a barrier to entry and little touch points like that can make a big difference. And so start with that. How are they finding you? How are they getting the information they need? How are they reaching out to you or contacting you in order to book an appointment with you or have a conversation with you? And then I want you to look at what's the process of, okay, they've booked an appointment their appointment is not for two weeks. What's happening in those two weeks? Because I will say one of the, like, as a client, as a consumer, one of the things that is a little bit off-putting is when you book a session with somebody or you, you know, have an appointment coming up with someone and you're like, okay, well, do I need to like... Bring anything with me? Do I need to like show up early because I got to fill out paperwork? Should I be wearing anything particular? Should my hair be clean? Should it be dirty? Should I, you know, all these questions? And so, if you can look at it from your client's point of view, because a lot of times we look at it as like, well, we know, we know all the answers to these things. We assume other people know the answers to these things. Always assume they don't know the answer. Over, over deliver. So if I'm a client, I've booked an appointment with you, my appointment's in two weeks. Create a client workflow where they're getting information and bits and pieces over time, going, hey, thanks so much for booking your appointment. Here's what you can expect. You know, our salon is located in this, you know, maybe you're in one of those places where you have like a million salons. Here's how to get navigate the hallways to get to my actual space. That's something super simple that a lot of times, like, I mean, I've gone to multiple of those salons where you walk in and there's a hundred different suites and you have no clue how to find the one you're looking for sending them an email or a text just saying, Hey, you're going to park here. When you walk in, turn left go down the hall and take a right. I'm the third door on your left. Little things like that, that are, that seem really insignificant and simple to us make a huge difference to our clients. Maybe send another message or a text a week later and just say, hey, I'm really excited looking forward to our appointment. Don't forget when you show up, I like for everybody to have like clean, dry hair so I can get a really good sense of what your hair does on its own on a normal day, wear it the way you typically like to style it. And again, something really simple, but it's going to help them feel more confident in coming to you and it's going to make them feel like, yes, I hired the right person. I chose the right person because they are helping guide me through this process that can feel a little intimidating. And then what does it feel like when they come into your actual space? What does the actual time of working with you feel like? Um, do you have music playing? Do you offer them water? Do you offer them snacks? Do you walk them through like, hey, this is how this is gonna work. This is the process. It's gonna take this long. Um, you know, while your color is processing. I'm going to have someone else that's coming in to get a haircut. Don't worry. I haven't forgotten about you. I promise you're good. You know, bring a book to read or bring your laptop to work on whatever, like giving them all of this information, making them feel incredibly welcomed and incredibly comfortable. And then there's the part which a lot of people forget, which is the post content, the post session. So once I have my appointment with you, my hair looks great. I've now moved on. What's the next steps? Maybe you reach out and say, "Hey, thanks so much. If you had a great appointment, if you really enjoyed how your hair looks, I would love for you to leave me a review or refer a friend or here's how you can book your next appointment with me. Um, you know, in the meantime, here's how you can maintain your color with these tips. Like this is a journey. Do you see the difference between, here's what I do, book with me come into your appointment, I'll never see you again. (laughs) Like, And I know that never see you again, that's a little harsh. They'll probably come back to you again. But do you see the difference, the nurturing, the process there? Those are things you learn how to do when you learn how to build a successful business. And those are the things that are going to set you apart even if there's someone else in your area who is better than you at doing color, better than you at doing extensions, better than you at cutting or whatever it is that you do. They might be better than you skill wise, but if you have the client experience that they don't offer their clients, your clients are going to come to you over and over and over again. And they're going to refer their friends and their friends are going to come to you and you're going to create a loyal client base. So having the client experience sets you above and beyond. And that is something that is a business skill that goes beyond a industry skill. The next thing is beyond having that client experience, and it kind of ties into a little bit is the communication piece. It's building this trust with your potential clients. And that can be done in a variety of ways. It can be done on social media, it can be done on your website or with blog posts or with YouTube videos, however, you're putting content out there. But you are letting potential clients know hey, Not only am I an expert at what I do, but I am here to help you beyond just the skill that I offer. So we'll stick with kind of the hairstylist analogy. If you're going online and you're going on Instagram and you're posting photos of your client's beautiful hair, you know, you're showing like the before, the after you're, you know, showing all those really pretty photos with the great lighting and the curls and all the things. And that's it. That's all you're doing. You're just posting your client photos that is not enough to get people going, yay, I want to work with her. Like that's that's the energy level they're going to have. Yay, I would hire her because I just need someone to cut and color my hair. If you want people that are going to be like, yes, this is my person. This is the person I need to be working with. You have to give them more. And when I say more, I don't just mean more pretty pictures. I don't just mean more content. I mean more information. You want your clients, before they ever come to work with you, to feel like they know you, they know what you can do for them, and they trust you. The trust piece is the hardest part to get. And the best way to get that trust piece is to give them something that serves them. I'm not going to say value because I'm so tired of saying, give them value, provide them with value. Everybody says to give people value. I want you to give them something that serves them. And what I mean by that is if you're a hairstylist and you are trying to attract people who trust you and are excited to work with you, you need to be giving them something that's going to help them where they are right now. Maybe they are in a position where they're like, I don't know what I want to do with my hair. I know that I don't like my hair right now. I don't know. Or maybe I'm thinking about extensions, but it's really scary. Or I'm thinking about coloring my hair, but I'm terrified because I had a bad experience one time. If you can create content, again, whether that is social media content, video content, blog content, just content on your website, if all of that is putting their mind at ease giving them information that's going to help them, such as, hey, here are some tips for how to decide whether extensions are right for you. Here's the pros and here's the cons. Weigh them out. Here's how Um, you can take care of your hair in between haircuts because maybe you don't have time to come in every six weeks to get your haircut and you don't want your hair to look like it's got split ends. So here's how you can maintain that. Here are some of my favorite products that you can buy at CVS that don't cost an arm and a leg and still get you great results. These are things that are going to build trust because if people are looking at that and they're going, wow, she genuinely like is giving me things that are helpful things for me. She's helping me to understand the process better. She's helping me to understand what it is that I need or want better, or she's helping me to make choices that are going to, you know, beyond what she can do. She wants me just to have great hair. And if she can help me get that, that's great. That builds trust. And that trust leads to clients and that client comes into your client workflow, that client comes into your client experience, and all of that together creates this magical thing where they're like, I like her, I know about her, I trust her, I then have hired her, I go through this incredible experience of before, during, and after working with her, and now I wanna tell everybody I know about her. That only happens when, When you really have an understanding of how business should run and what it is about your business that sets you apart, because it's not just your skill, it's what you do beyond your skills. So, I hope that gives you a little bit of a roadmap, something to start thinking about. If you, again, I will say this one more millionth time I don't want you to not educate yourself on your niche or on your industry. Or things going on in your industry or things that can improve your skills. I just want you to think about the balance between what you can do skill-wise, what you can do business-wise, and let's put those things together. And on that quote, I'm going to end this episode with one of my favorite scenes from Friends where Monica's been making all this jam and Joey has been eating all the jam. So they're in the coffee shop. She comes in and brings him another jar of jam. And he's just like, oh, this is so good. And so Chandler turns to him and goes, "Okay, you've got the girl from the Z rock shop and he's holding up one hand, he goes, or a big tub of jam holding up his other hand and Joey in true Joey fashion. And the only way he can, he goes, you put those hands together and it's hilarious. And that's what I want you to do. I want you to have your skill in one hand, your business in the other, and you put those two together. Thanks again for tuning into this week's episode. Don't forget to leave a review and follow us on socials at girl means business. See you next week.